Hey everyone, it is Steven Schleicher and I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of Critical Hit. Before we get started though, if you are someone that has been sitting on the fence about joining our Patreon over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, then check this out. During the month of April, that's going on right now, during the month of April, uh, if you go over and sign up for an annual membership, doesn't matter which level that you want to do. Maybe you want to do a silver level membership so you can get new episodes of Critical Hit a week early. If you go and sign up for a yearly membership right now, you will get 16% off. That means instead of paying for a full year, you will only pay for 10 months, but still get 12 months of bonus content for free. That's quite the deal. So, Again, if you've been sitting on the fence and you want to support major spoilers and everything we do, including keeping Critical Hit going into the far, far future, then point your browser to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Check out our yearly membership. Sign up in the month of April. Save 16%. That's the equivalent of two months. Thank you so much for your consideration. Thank you so much for your support over the years. And now, here is the latest episode of Critical Hit. It's Drifter's Time. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Kevin, uh, for us, it's been a while since we've uh, sat down at the table to play, but for our listeners, of course, they heard everything that happened last week. But I'm curious. On Critical Hit. I'm curious what's going on <laughs> in this episode. Uh, last week. On Critical Hit. No, no, no. Last week. That's not it. Sorry, you said last. With you. you said last. Yeah. That's the trigger um, word. Everybody else knew that. Previously, you guys on had... Hit. Uh, on X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I call Beast. Uh, <laughs> you, you had made it uh, to uh, the uh, bazaar, Baracus the Bootlegger's Boundless Bazaar, and uh, there... Uh, spoke with the witch weird merchant Baracus uh, and managed to secure uh, access to the uh, destroyed vehicle Curiosity uh, from Team Elysium. And uh, from there, you got a um, uh, video and were able to also and, and watch the, the video of that crew's final moments. And you also uh, were able to rescue the ship's computer or the, the vehicle's computer, kind of the black box uh, of information there. And uh, that is uh, where we had left off last time. On critical hit. Oh, oh, that's where we were supposed to do it. Everybody, everybody with us. Ready? One, two, three. You listen in the car. Say it with us. One, two, three. On critical right. hit. Go ahead. Last time, you Meat can't, you can't say one, two, three. Everybody, hang on, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just because you missed it. Uh, Marmalade. So one thing uh, I know we did some stuff uh, regarding gear and equipment and shopping uh, between games, but I wanted. Uh, why don't we run through some of the items you've purchased? Uh, at the bazaar, and while we're at it, could you give a quick updated character description? Because you guys have leveled a couple of times, you've gotten into and out of some scrapes and sticky situations, so maybe you have some different clothes or accoutrement than you did during the auditions. So why don't we start off with uh, Hecubino? Okay, um, well, uh, Hecubino... Uh, thought that he had enough money to purchase a freebooter armor, but apparently he doesn't uh, because I misread how much it cost. So uh, Hegubino continues to look uh, the way that he did before, which is he's got a uh, graphite skin armor. Um, well, how much which... are you short? Because maybe we could we can spot you considering Skritic is, is apparently flush. Um, I would need... So it's 4,720, and I've got 3,868. So about 900. So it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit. So. Well, how much is your, your current armor? You could sell that and get half price for it. 
Oh, that's true. Because that's how I was able to afford my upgrade. That's true. Uh, Same here. So mine sells for six ten. So you'd only need three hundred more. Yeah, give or take. But uh, but I can't. If I buy this, I can't spot you the two hundred that I was going to spot you. So oh, yeah. I'll just I'll pay for Rob's armor, and I'll I'll take an upgrade next time. Upgrade. On critical hit. On critical oh, hit. Sounds good. So, <laughs> uh, refresh our memory of Hecubino's appearance. Yeah. So uh, Hecubino is human. He is, um, not terribly tall. Uh, he is lanky, and if you see him without his armor, he's like not buff, but he's in shape. Um. Uh, he has uh, his head shaven, bald, um, and uh, has like uh, some kind of big sticky out ears and uh, kind of like uh, medium dark skin. Um, his armor is a graphite skin, so it kind of uh, it looks like a uniform sort of like uh, gray uh, mesh that uh, kind of knits itself uh, into a helmet when he needs it. Um, but on top of that, he wears purely aesthetic sort of like a green and white breastplate, uh, as well as a pair of uh, green and white gloves um, that kind of make him look like a... They look kind of like hockey gloves. Um, and uh, he's got a kind of a, a, a yellow plasticky looking pistol uh which is clearly a uh like an electric taser type pistol uh which he doesn't use very often uh you know he's uh generally in a good mood uh his uh he's got a uh an addition on his boots that makes uh little like rockets come out nice uh vangi uh, so Vangi is um, a Vesk. Um, she has uh, mostly uh, turquoise scales um, on her face with um, patches uh, or her whole body, really, but like patches of purple. Um, so like there's some under her chin and like kind of almost starbursty patterns um, above her eyes. Um, and she has uh, gotten a few gear upgrades. Um, she's carrying around a uh, cryo tactical pike uh, that she got off of a really menacing uh what were they called? I know they look like minotaurs. They're called Noir. Yeah. Noir. His name um, was Scophos. Scophos, yes. Um, so, yeah, just really a giant pike that's got like a power pack on it that makes it chill cold. And then she also has a flamethrower um, with a, uh, a free pinup boy on it. Um, and she has just upgraded her armor. Um, so, um, whereas like her previous one was like uh, Golem Plate, which is kind of like got a lot of like um, seams and things to make it fit someone of her build. This one actually looks like it is made for a Vesk um, in that it is uh, Vesk armor. Um, and it's just like these giant hulking plates of like some kind of steel polymer thing uh, that are just like all uh, aligned at like her, you know, uh, you know, go straight from the legs all the way up to her collarbone. Um, Those somehow, you know, doesn't actually seem to have a helmet uh, so that she can just smile with her sharp teeth. Oh, and okay. question, quick question about gear. Um, you said that the uh, fusion, uh, it, it does an extra damage if it's five or higher. Um, is, it, is, is it higher than five or five? Five or higher. higher. Five or higher. So, yep. All right, thank you. Yep, no problem. Uh, Amu. Uh, Amu is a Rikrichi, which Rob has decided is a living coral being. Uh, so Amu will look more or less however they need to look at any given moment. Uh, vaguely humanoid with vaguely humanoid expressions spread out through multiple species of coral that are all congealed or... Uh, not as necessary. Uh, Ooh, congealed. They, what a great personal descriptor. <laughs> Not a word I was expecting to hear. Uh, they are also in a massive 
uh, snail shell type armor thing, living containment unit uh, that has some recent upgrades, uh, giving it a bit better of a resistance to damage. Uh, looks shinier and fresh. Uh, attached to it is uh, a bio lab. Uh, and that bio lab's part, mostly part of the armor. Uh, a capture pole and an injector pistol. Nice. Uh, cool. Why don't we go to Quentin? Why don't we go to Quentin? Uh, okay. So would you like the purchase or the descriptor first? Go for it, man. Uh, all right. So uh, Quentin wandered the bazaar and found a plasma rifle. Really, really huge plasma rifle, but somehow, uh, because of its unique design, it's able to be completely subsumed into into his being until he needs it. Because Quentin is a uh, brushed metal sphere about the size of a medicine ball that tends to hover in a hovery way, and uh, his face, for lack of a better word, is just sort of an LED display, not literal LEDs, because it's you know the year fav. <sighs> But he tends to have uh, a, a glowing face on his side that works very similar to emojis. Uh, right now it's red because he believes that if he ever does turn evil, no one will then have any hint as to when it happened. Um, <laughs> but right that, now it's that just... That is how robots work, so... Right. Glowing red eyes and a, a glowing red smile. And uh, if uh, bad things happen, he can actually unfold plasma rifles and knives and Rotating knives, you see, and all sorts of uh, manner of things. But right now, he's just sort of a sphere, smiling pleasantly, maybe even eerily, maybe even kind of creepily. But it's hard to say because, you know, different creatures have different ideas of what's creepy. So one of the funny things um, about, uh, you know, Quentin's unique design is uh, he is absolutely certain that he can any anything he can carry, he thinks he can perfectly conceal on himself. Uh, for everyone for everyone else uh, observing, he is a lot less perfect at that concealment than he thinks. But he doesn't have cameras to see it. So he thinks, is like, yeah, no one knows it, but I've got a plasma rifle. Whereas he's a giant medicine ball with a plasma rifle sticking out through the middle of him. And he's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, guys? And he, he like, no, no matter how he turns his body, he can't see it. Need to uh, put some ranks into sleight of hand there. Hmm. I have I have like fourteen. Well, okay. If when you Wait. when you try, you might be able to help conceal it a bit. <laughs> but it is a long arm, so it, those are tough to. You know, it's it's a rifle. The, the yeah, full you, diameter. You get that glamoured upgrade. Yep. Just whoosh, holographic display. Yeah, that's clearly. What it yeah, is. there you go. Um, okay, cool. If, if the gun uh, barrel actually sticks out, it should be right at nose level <laughs> so that it looks like a nose <laughs> There you go. On, on his holographic face. And no one will ever think that that gun barrel nose is, is in any way unusual or strange. No one will nose. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, Skritik. Hmm, so yeah, Skritik is a uh, Yasoki, a diminutive uh, rat folk being uh although he has a rounder features and a shorter muzzle that kind of makes him look more uh, hamsterish than maybe a standard yasoki uh he's got a gray fur a lighter gray typically but with spots of darker fur including a uh, dark uh gray patch around the right eye uh he's uh currently uh wearing uh a, a hide armor it's a uh, what is it called where's that at a defrex hide yeah defrex hide uh so you know it's a very uh reptilian spiky looking hide armor that uh has all sorts of little uh pouches and nooks that he keeps his accoutrements in uh, including a uh sling of a survival knife and a holster for a repeating pistol uh he's a grumpy looking guy he's kind of uh looking over the weapons but Finding either not much better than what he already has, or a little bit out of his price range. Uh, so he's uh, kind of wandering over to the hypno or the uh, hypo uh, needles of uh, they can 
Colin, uh, thinking about calling over Amu and seeing if he's uh, getting any of those being our closest thing to a medic here. We already have some. Idea. How many did you get? We have three brown hypopens. Three brown? Three? Hmm. Or is it one? It might just be one. That's one. Just one brown? One brown hypopen. Hmm. I might uh, pick up a few more here. I uh, feel like that could uh, be handy. Uh, I'll get uh, some of the black and a purple. So the uh, this is from the vendor who um, Amu had spotted previously that has a variety of like a, a whole medical cabinet behind them and a bunch of injection weapons and things like that. Um, and all of these uh, nanite hypopens that you're looking through, um, they all come attached with like a laundry list of uh potential side effects after use because you're basically just, you know, injecting someone with, with like a EpiPen's worth of, uh, cleansing nanites. So, Mm. but I mean, they do the job. So they're, they're a standard in the medical community. You don't normally buy them from a vendor in a junkyard, but (laughs) cool. All right. And, Last but not least, Bob. So Bob is your average human-looking android. He's about six feet tall, brown hair, probably brown eyes. Um, he is wearing a uh, S-Dex suit, uh, which looks like maybe a flight suit, but it's blue, and so it looks like a handyman uniform. Uh, and for those who were wondering, no, there is no H on top of uh, Bob's head. Um, Bob uh, is pretty plain. Uh, his big deal right now is trying to save money so he can pay for his creation and training um, as a pilot. So he's been trying to save up as much money as he can. Uh, while wandering through the bazaar, he noticed many guns and weapons that he would like to upgrade because he was a little disappointed in how his laser pistol has been operating. And he came across a couple of plasma rifles and... Um, One of them he noticed was maybe a little worn, maybe a little used. Upon examination, he noticed that the serial numbers had been scratched off of that one. Uh, The vendor was more than happy to sell it to him for half price. Uh, But Bob, kind of in the position he is in a TV show that he knows is going to be in front of a lot of people and not wanting to commit a crime, especially potentially with a weapon that uh, could be, be, uh, you know, tracked down to another crime, didn't want to do that. And so with a heavy heart, he dived into his savings and uh, paid full price for this plasma rifle, which he, you know, a a new one. So it's bright and shiny, and he is very happy to walk aboard the squeaky clean with it slung over his shoulder. And look how proud he is to have his first long arm weapon. Awesome. Uh, Well, you have to spend credits to make credits, right? Yes. So what they say. Uh, you guys, um, after you, uh, pay, well, actually, I guess you'd already paid Baraka. So, uh, cause he always demands payment up front. Uh, after you had retrieved the computer from the curiosity, uh, and you know, you did your shopping in the bazaar, were you going to head back out to the squeaky clean? Uh, I would say so. Um, unless somebody has anything else they want to do, we've pretty much left a wake of destruction, so we should uh, get clear of Akaton as soon as possible. Or at least Booster City, right? At least. Seems reasonable. All right. Well, as you approach, uh, it's getting colder, by the way. It's sunset now, so it's, it's, it's getting dark out, and the temperature drops precipitously on Akaton at night. Uh, so as you approach where the squeaky clean is parked, you note several people nearby complaining loudly uh, to a Shobad guard. And everyone's carrying, everyone near uh, where you, the squeaky clean is, they're all carrying flashlights or chemical lanterns, as it seems the power has gone out nearby. 
there's there was a, evidently a power converter blew and knocked out the power on some of the ships, including the squeaky clean. Uh-oh. The Shobod has two of his arms folded, another arm holding a Vesk uh, Dashku glaive, and his fourth arm just points to a sign posted nearby uh, on, a, on a nearby shipping container uh, that says, Baracus takes no responsibility with a little picture of Baracus shrugging all four of his arms. Of course. <sighs> Well, let's see if we can get seems this like you're not al- It seems like you're not alone in this quandary for what's worth. So other people are in, you know, doing the same thing and like rebooting their ships and all that. What, uh, what has happened here? I say to the guy standing there. He, he impassively, uh, actually they, you really don't know sure about genders. Uh, they impassively point at the, um, the sign. Well, I don't uh, think we're it, pointing blame. I think we're just trying to find out what happened. There's no response, but you, you're able to gather from other people um, uh, griping that, like I said, it seems like a power converter blew. Mm, okay. So we're going to have to reboot the ship? Yeah, as as a mechanic, you would know that. Yeah, you can you can reboot the ship. It can be manually right. rebooted. I go into the uh, the big uh, switch that I have to pump and prime multiple times <laughs> to get it to get it to reboot. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's a defense mechanism. Basically, uh, when when a ship gets basically EMP'd. Um, it will shut itself down. Otherwise, it, the, all the circuits could be permanently damaged. So, okay. yep. And everything comes back online, or are there problems? Yeah. So as you reboot the ship, um, you know the lights come on, the door power works. You know it. it yep. It, it the the little reboot thing has like a chemical battery that wasn't affected, and um, sure enough, after a moment, the a little door to the cargo area opens and um, you guys can enter and the ship seems like it's powered on. Hello, Grace. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, looks like you had a shutdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I don't remember anything for le- uh, synchronizing about an hour. Uh, so that's a little disconcerting, but I suppose it happens. Do you have any um, security guards in place that when you're shut down um people may or may not have entered the ship uh it, all the all the standard ones uh, you know all the doors should be locked and everything okay uh, uh, I, I, let's do a quick uh sweep just to make sure that there's been no hole breaches or something while we were away yeah that video we just watched has me paranoid oh is that what that feeling is <laughs> yeah i i do do not understand how you guys can sleep every night i mean i i watch you but you know still uh necessity anyway you guys uh start uh looking uh around the ship to you know be sure there there's no sign of intruders or anything like that yeah cool uh why don't you go ahead and each give me perception checks oh boy okay am i good at those Nice. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the 30 Club. Yeah, so, seriously. Glad crit- that some people can deliver on this. Epic fail and a critical hit. Yep. Uh, All right. So we've got some middling numbers, some really low, one really low number, and some uh, very, very high ones. So, um, Vangi, you don't notice anything wrong. It's exactly how you left it. Whatever. Um, if anything, it's somehow, uh, even better. You were, you've been missing it and that paranoid sense dissipates because now you're safe home aboard the squeaky clean. Yeah. I fall asleep in like a hammock. <laughs> uh, Hecubino. So uh, ba- basically, um, it seems like Amu, Quentin and Bob, you guys do a quick 
look through. And um, you can tell that Squeebo has been cleaning, but that's not abnormal. Um, so he evidently did a fresh scrub down of the entire cargo bay while you guys have been gone. Oh, well, that was nice. <clears throat> uh, Skritic and Hecubino, you stop to think about that for a moment and you follow uh, Squeebo for a bit. And um, Squeebo guides you uh, to a normal stack of unsuspecting crates. Un- you know, they're not suspicious uh. at all. What is it, boy? Do we have this many crates when we left? If, if Herman had babies on this ship. <laughs> um, so it is definitely, uh, as you realize, it's like, that's not where these crates were. Also, this is Herman, uh, the crate fiend. Um, <laughs> and like he set up a little lair here. Oh, okay. But, uh. um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, outside the, just, just inside of, it seems that Squeebo seems to give Herman like a, a little radius around, uh, the lair that he doesn't mess with. Like he doesn't go into the lair and clean, uh, Herman's stuff. Um, much like he leaves a, a couple inches around you guys when you're sleeping and go, he goes in and cleans your stuff. Um, but he seems to give a little bit wider radius uh, around Herman. When, when so, he does what? <laughs> goes in and cleans our stuff. Yeah, while, okay. while, while Grace watches you sleep. It's going to be a big yikes. I always knew that somebody was, was watching me. Anyway, um, uh, you guys... I'm going to say you're, you're both there together at, at, at this sure. point, And you notice... That uh, just at the edge of um, uh, the lair, there is a blood stain that you're pretty sure mm. wasn't there before. Do I know which one of these crates is Herman? Mm, with your uh, natural 20, yes. That one. Okay. That one's where Herman is hosted. <laughs> okay. Um, I will walk around like i give that one a wide berth and go inspect the stain and wave uh, skritic like i'll look at skritic point at the um the crate that has herman in it make a little like crabby pinchers and then wave them <laughs> over <laughs> yep i skid around all right so you can investigate a little bit um, without raising Herman's ire. Um, and you see that uh, it seems that Herman has pulled in uh, into his little lair. Um, he seems to be a collector of things, uh, little odds and ends, things, uh, things that have gone missing on the ship um, and things you didn't even know were here to begin with. Uh, so he's got a, a little uh, trash pile, um, and one new uh, addition to that trash pile is a helmet uh, that was definitely not here before. It looks like um, somewhere uh, like a cross between a motorcycle helmet and uh, like a special ops military helmet. Hmm. It's great. You've seen. A helmet like that before? Mm. Have I? Um, I mean, they're they're you consider them like the uh, this sort. You you you're not, you'd have to get a closer look and actually pull it out. Um, but this sort of thing would be pretty commonplace amongst you know hired mercenaries or uh, people like that. Mm. Okay. Um. Can you uh, can you try and get it away from the pile so we can look at it? I, I think you're probably a little bit better at this. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to quickly snatch it out. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
using, you know, survival. Uh, why don't you, actually, why don't you go ahead and give me a survival check? Excellent. 25? Um, yeah, you realize that, uh, you know, to, to a certain extent, um, crabs have uh, T-Rex vision. So if, you, if you're <laughs> just really slow and steady about it, you'll be able to pull it out as opposed to really quick. You know, that's not even true. They just I, made I that up. Okay. <laughs> Their vision is based on movement. Yeah, like, at this point, even even the things that were theories in Jurassic Park, they you know, we're just in a completely different ball game. They were pretty. They were pretty spot on about the birds thing, though. They called that fairly early. Sure. In any case, yeah, Skritic, you can you can uh, safely uh, extract the helmet. It looks like the helmet was uh, cleaned. Um, by uh, Squeebo and probably uh, regurgitated back up um, before it was collected here by Herman. I see. Does the There's... does the does the helmet have any sort of like recording device, or at least nope. some sort of like ocular feed? Um, and nothing's in the helmet, right? Nothing's in the helmet. Yep, just an empty <laughs> helmet. Uh, no ocular device like... or anything like that. Um, okay. You do think that there might be some more stuff in this trash, but maybe now is not the right time to to go digging in it. Well, I'd hate I'd hate for either Herman or Squeebo to get at it. So let's um, let's show this to everyone else and see what they think. Sure. So we'll we'll leave the we'll leave Herman's nest, and I'll call a team meeting. All right. So um, the team meeting, you know, the usual, I guess the, probably the best place for it is kind of like your mess hall mm-hmm. area. Yep. I'll get, I'll wait for everybody to gather there and I'll just have the helmet at the, I'll just put it on the table. Hey, cool helmet. Yeah. Um, I guess. Herman got whoever was wearing this helmet. Oh, yeah? How did he do that? Well, presumably because whoever was wearing this helmet came into the ship and then got eaten by a crate fiend. I was afraid and of that. And or Squeebo. I was afraid of that. So do we think that someone caused that power outage to try to get us? Uh, at the very least, they used it as an opportunity. Um, I don't know, Skritic, is there anything else you can discern from the helmet or the bloodstain or anything? Oh, there's still a bloodstain up there. Um, also, Herman still has a pile of things, but we didn't want to mess with it. So, Amu, if you don't mind getting in there and seeing if there's anything else there. Sure, we can do that. You know that. And maybe. You know the st- you know, that's See if you can identify what kind of being that blood would have came from. Yeah. All right. You know that. You know those stairs that leave up to like storage. It's the the room under them. Herman's kind of kind of made a little nest there. Good for Herman. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I let's uh, let's prevent them from making multiple nests on the ship because. Anyway, yeah, go go check and see if you can find anything else. Everybody else, uh, this helmet's like pretty widely available, right? Like it doesn't have a giant crest on it that says like free captains or something. <laughs> no, it's in like red and black, which is the most commonly sold ca- uh, color combination. And there's nobody's yeah. name uh, taped to the side like Clint or Booker or Joe Bob. Jimbo. You know, there might have been, Jeb. but it looks like it got a thorough acidic cleaning mm. such that all that is left, it, 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 it's, not, it's, you can recognize it, but like parts of it did get dissolved away because of uh, what, because it, it got obviously eaten by Squeebo at some point. Okay. Um, so could you use it? Could I use it? Yeah. I mean, sure, but uh, I mean, it doesn't go with my outfit. Yeah, it's not really like, <laughs> High quality gear. It's really more disturbing that someone was trying to get on the ship. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm gonna have to see if I can figure out some way to 
yeah, rig up a, a, an alarm. Have any like record or anything? Nope. She just showed that she was down for an hour and that all the doors were locked and sealed to her, you know, to her knowledge. Huh. Yeah. We're going to have to, again, I think we're all uh, a little tense after that video we saw. So uh, let's just check every system and like just uh screw's got a good computer score right yeah bob get skritic and or quentin to help you check all like double check all the systems um i vangie and i are gonna do another visual around yeah can you see maybe how far i would assume that the person came in through the the dock cargo hold yeah the cargo hold could we see how far that person may have gotten in before squeebo took care of him to see if there might be deep penetration into the ship or just you know stuck well, his yeah, head squeebo in and got was the him and then well so there it's, was it looks like squeebo thing. cleaned up after himself though or itself i don't know what a squeebo is so there was a blood stain in herman's nest which means at the very least the body got that far in yeah, but Herman could have dragged it. That's true, and Squeebo would have cleaned that up. So that does complicate things. Yeah, let's uh, let's just everybody do do their thing, um, and I'll I'll uh, get on the comms and update Amo on what we're doing. Okay, come on, Skritic. We should make sure that there hasn't been any sabotage and that no one is currently still on board the vessel. Yes, which is why I need you all to check the systems, and we're going to do another visual check. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, cool. So, um, uh, why don't uh, Amu? Why don't you give me a medicine check uh, from oh, Quentin and mm-hmm. uh, Bob and Skritic? I'd like computers checks, and mm-hmm. then Vangi and Hecubino. How about perception checks? Okay. Bad at this. Nope. Still have no idea what is going on. That's okay. E- you're not here to spot things. Yeah, I'm. You're, I'm here to beat anything up if me. we find something. Yep. All right. It's like it made more sense for Skritic to do the visual, but I also want Skritic with those guys in case something jumps them. Yep. Nope. That's <clears> fair. <throat> I I had thought that through, but I also trusted your uh, your planning. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Hecubino and Vangi. Uh, you guys are able to do a circuit of the ship um, and, you know, you check people's quarters and you, you know, check the, uh, the hollow vid, uh, you know, recording room yeah, the studio. and yeah, the studio. Um, and you check the engine and you check, uh, well, the, everyone's already in the cockpit area, so you don't really need to check that. But sure. um, there's non arthropod crates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you ch- yeah, you check all the extra storage containers and they're still just filled uh, with space suds. Um, so it, it looks like whatever it, it, whatever was here, it's not here anymore. Um, and you don't pick up any particular trail or sign of its mm-hmm. passage, but you do note that the passageways were uh, recently cleaned by Squeebo as well. Okay. Mm. Can I, can I do like a, uh, like an inverted, like check? Like, can I tell what the most recently cleaned areas were? Like the, the most, (laughs) uh, yeah. Like the most polished to see if like, yeah, basically, if there's like a very clear like trail that Squeebo did earlier, it might tell us like where, you know, something got killed and Herdman dragged it away. Sure. Um, so as you start scanning around for that, um, it, it definitely appears that uh, Squeebo started his cleaning in the uh, main cargo bay. Um, and that that's where he did most of his cleaning. Okay. Uh, and right. then he seemed to maybe just give a bunch of other places a once over. Okay. Uh, uh, you I can will... tell that by the, the, the fumes 
Sure, sure. I like, um, like hold a like piece of paper, and if it starts like curling up, I know that that's been recently treated with space suds. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's go to Amu. So Amu, you can determine very easily that this is uh, human blood, um, judging by its iron content. You're going to guess uh, Hilki, meaning a local Akaton uh, human. All right. And then were you going to go into uh, Herman's nest? Sure, we can do that. All right. So as you crawl in, Herman notices you and um, kind of scuttles closer. And um, he uh, has a, a little laser drill that Bob was complaining about uh, losing. And he t- taps it over to you like as if it's a little welcome gift. We'll give him a big thank you. Uh, take it. Make sure that he realizes that it's we're there to be friendly and you know follow his lead mostly sure so um there's uh the collection of stuff that that uh, herman has collected he definitely pays like attention when you're digging through if you are going to dig through it um Mm -hmm. and he seems kind of possessive of it, but he certainly doesn't mind you, your presence or your investigation. Okay. If you go to take something, he might, he's, he might react, but uh, is there anything important in there? Well, you know, um, there's a lot of things, uh, it, in a little pile that was recently added, um, that look like they're the, uh, remnants of uh you, you've seen this once before so it's it's a little gruesome but it's uh the what's left of a uh arm armed and armored person after squeebo's done with them and it's the things that don't dissolve so there's mm-hmm. like some ammo cartridges and like carabiners and plates of armor that aren't held together anymore because all the the stitching and patchwork stuff has been dissolved. And some fillings. Yeah, exactly. Maybe an artificial hip. Or an artificial hand. Uh, we, we will actually take a picture of all of this. Uh, to show. There's nothing in there seems particularly important right now. Uh, at least at nope. first glance. So we'll yeah, take a picture to see if anybody right? is looking for any of this and to show exactly what Herman has currently collected. Herman watches you go with intent, deep, soulful eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, so uh, you can go uh, back and start to, you know, go meet up with the others. Uh, team computers. So let's see here. We've got a couple pretty good roles, and Skritic is also there helping. So, um, <laughs> uh, so as you go through the diagnostics, um, so there's a few things. Uh, nothing. It doesn't look like anything you check the major systems like your drift engine, stuff like that, power, life support, all of those seem to be working. Um, and there's there's no obvious sign that like, oh yeah, someone hacked in and you know put a bomb here or anything like that. Um, that being said, when you do your investigation, you do find a number of minor uh, issues. Um, just like, you didn't realize some of the code here was so fragile and buggy and like you kind of wonder who wrote it this way and you have to like edit it to do what you think it should have done in the first place. Mm. And, um, you know, there's, there's just a few, like there's certain, uh, parts of the ship that are not running at peak efficiency. 
Um, it also was exposed to a, a major power event, which can sometimes explain some of these things. And, uh, you know, it did get that hole drilled into it not too long ago um, by the Red Belter gang. So those could explain some of what's going on. It, it, it Squeaky Clean might need a tune-up. Even Grace might need a tune-up. So we can go in and fix this buggy code? Yeah, you know, it's it's not like any one thing it, that's like, oh, this is this is the. It, it's just like a few things that don't look great to you, so you can you can find them and fix them. No, it's no one time of the stamps on when the files were changed last. No, oh, no. Critical hit. Well, I would imagine that it wouldn't have done. It wouldn't have happened while the power was out. So yeah, yeah, so. probably just need to do some tune-ups here, Quentin. Oh, and Skritic. Mm. Do it again. Yeah, just a, just a little few bugs here and there. Uh, we'll probably have to do some kind of an overhaul at some point to do some upgrades. A major code overhaul is necessary. Yeah. Uh, look and see, uh, what version is Grace running on? Is she the most current version of the Grace? 2.4.7. Oh, man. Grace. The most current version is 4.9. Emmy edition. Yeah, you don't want to upgrade to the latest version. Uh, that one uh, has some personality issues. Yeah, and the U2 album you can't delete. <laughs> uh, but um, okay, that Grace was funny, stays pretty. <laughs> Grace stays pretty good, good about you know uh, regular updates, um, but you know every computer system that with uh, uh, sentient AI is fundamentally unique. Um, there are uh, patches that they can get, but there's also some coding that needs to go. You don't want to like wipe away who Grace is and all of her memories. Sure. Um, so that means it takes a little adaptation. We'll need to make sure to back up her personality profile. All right. So um, after you guys, you know, do your, your various uh, trips about the ship, um, Hecubino and Bangi are back. Amu's back. You guys are done uh, doing the diagnostics, so you guys can reconvene. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we didn't find anything else, except we're pretty sure that when all the action that got us this busted-up helmet went down, uh, it all happened in the hold. So they didn't get m- too far past the dock before Herman got a hold of them. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, we didn't find anything, you know, that just jumped out of us. A lot of tweaks here and there that could improve efficiency, but uh, for the most part, I'm guessing that they didn't install anything when the power was out. Okay. Oh, well, we found, that's good to hear. Uh, we found stuff in the in, in Herman's nest. Uh, Bob, I believe you were looking for this? Oh, my laser drill. Uh, and... Uh, here is a picture of everything else that is in there. Uh, we were reluctant to take anything as Herman was allowing us to look through it, but reluctant. I'll uh, look at it. I was like, oh, that's okay. I like my cool color gel pens better. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but there's like, there is some evidence of like like some corrobor- corroborating evidence like armor plates or like a ball yes. joint or something yes well that's real messed up yeah well um it's Maybe good we can to set know. up a, some kind of surveillance thing that's on a separate power uh, in case this happens again yeah i think so and then also whenever we close the doors i think we should put a, a hair you know, uh, out of place, you know, in between the, the door and the, and the frame of the ship. And that way, if anyone does come in, that when we come back, the hair will be gone and we'll know that someone has been in the ship. Yeah. But wouldn't yeah. Scudo just vacuum it up? Not if it's on that the outside. Is, uh, yeah. If it's on the outside, it might work. We are, we are looking at an issue. I think that, um, our analog security system is a little bit too good. <laughs> yeah. Right. We we can't actually even tell what happened. Uh, at least not exactly. So. Oh, a native human was 
what was eaten, what okay. invaded. That's. I mean, it could comforting. just be some one of the red belters try to uh, get revenge. Yeah, get some get some payback. Um, then again, if I was going to be the sort of uh, paranoia-inducing uh, uh, shadow hand, I might hire a local merc to to do something rather than send someone in uh, from outside. So that it, is also unfortunately, possible. yeah, it doesn't tell us much. Um, but it looks like everything's where it should be, so we should at least be able to take off. Uh, we got to get this footage to rain. Yeah. Okay. I want to pick at her for t- sending us on this job when the last per- people she said on this job got murdered. Where are wow. we going to go? And I'll start prepping the ship. Uh, let's just put her in orbit for now. That at least will be a little bit harder for anybody to sneak in. Okay. Are we safe to leave atmosphere with the damage to the hull? I believe that was repaired, wasn't it, while we were away? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Bob will wander off to the cockpit and yep. start flipping switches and dials and telling Grace we're going to go up into to orbit and uh, everyone else can continue to talk while uh, I... Um, finish those checks, and uh, lift us off. Quentin will see about the possibility of setting up a secondary security system with its own power. Sure. So one issue is its own power is, is a tough thing. Like, its mm. own power grid that's re- resistant to an electromagnetic pulse, like, that's a much harder ask. Steam right. power, clearly. <laughs> we'll have to build a boiler. <laughs> or just put it in a cage. There are certainly some chemical things you can do, but you need it to be like off most of the time until it turns off. It, yeah, you can start exploring some some options. Some chemical battery options. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a potato. Uh, oh, so can, can the uh, can the uh, suds packets be used for power supply? Oh God! Ugh. An interesting only if you're Squeebo. Could Squeebo be, be mounted with security cameras <laughs> powered from its internal systems? Do you want to try to do that mounting work? <laughs> I would like to analyze Squeebo to see if that is even possible. <laughs> well, so Squeebo does have that disc. Keep in mind, you know, there's like the disc and then there's the ge- gelatinous form all around it. The like dome like shape. But um when you first met Squeebo, you know, you saw the disc roll out first. So there is something metal um, that he mm-hmm. kind of like rides around on. Um, and uh, so theoretically, yes. It's probably worth analyzing to see if the EM, if the like shock did anything to Squeebo. And whether the Squibo systems actually record what it sees. Going to have to do the Vulcan mind probe. <laughs> uh, just lay your hand like right on uh, like it's just a little claw, <laughs> just like in uh, what's the one with the lava lava rock monster in in the original series. <laughs> right. With the, All right. With the, the Horta is yeah, what that's you're the thinking. Horta. That's the one I'm thinking of. Well, my problem is that Squeebo is USB-C, <laughs> and I don't have any comparable ports, so and Squeebo I'm going to need freaks, an adapter. Squeebo probably freaks out when you point your nose at him. That sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, hey, don't don't put your biological hang-ups on these guys. All right, they're they're machines. They're past this. Squeebo might be like partially organic. Yeah. And so is Quentin, for that matter. Yeah. And so is Bob. That's yeah. true. There's something organic in there. We don't know what it is. It might be a spleen. It's a, it's a beating human heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how all androids work. Everything else is computers and parts and mechanics, except right. there is a human beating heart inside every machine. 
yeah. one thing that we know we could replace with machinery now. But yeah. yes, <laughs> that's, it's, that's it's, why it's actually the heart of the soul. Yes, that's that's where the soul lives. Actually, the so, strangely enough, the soul lives in the Isles of Langerhans. But nonetheless, gonna try and I analyze the soul was in Korea. Korea. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Squeebo looks at you and goes, Squeebo, clean? Seems perplexed, as if it's unsure what you want. I'm going to attempt to boot it back to DOS and reset its BIOS. Whoa, 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 you reach out? <laughs> no, I'm going to do it remotely. <laughs> There's no Squeebo does not appear to have a network connection. He doesn't have Bluetooth. No, uh, he doesn't have any teeth. That's old school. Well, then how does he eat people? <laughs> ah, see how your story's full of holes, Rob. A sucking motion. It's a pseudopod. <laughs> Squeebo, deactivate. Squeebo, clean. Squeebo, pause. So you, you can run through this, and it turns out that Squeebo doesn't really react to commands except to clean. Let's see. Fantastic. You, you, you are able to, like, get him to follow you around and stuff like that. He looks at you excitedly until he realizes there's nothing to do. How unsafe do you think it would be to actually touch Squeebo? Are you asking any of us? Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm asking out of character, as I don't know that anyone yeah. else is actually present where we are. Well, then, oh, okay. who, who who can say? If you're out of character, they're not there. Oh. Only you get to decide your fate. All right. I'm going to use my least necessary limb. <laughs> that that won't come back to haunt you, now that you've told the GM. <laughs> it's all right. It, it, it's Kevin. He won't hurt me. No, not the waffle maker. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do on Sundays? I know. It's the Final best use, part of waking up. I'll use the Keurig. It's terrible for the environment anyway. And I will attempt to access Squeebo manually. Um, so you reach out. Squeebo <laughs> stares at you with his giant googly eyes and like smiles. And then the smile looks like frozen. And then the smile looks really scary at, even though you're pretty sure uh, his expression just has not changed at all. Um, You're just getting closer and closer to uh, reaching out to him. And are you touching the, the ooze dome of like green gel that is Squeebo's main body, where his like eyes are or the, the thin metal disc towards the floor? I think I'm going to attempt to touch the disc because as we've noted, highly acidic uh, slorg in the uh, the uh, the squeaky clean suds, if you will. So, yeah, I'm going to attempt to not die while accessing the disc. Uh, so you touch the disc, and Squeebo's eyes take on a um, murderous rage, um, and you feel like you've made a horrible mistake. Um, what do you do? Fire plasma rifles. Oh, no. No. Wait, really? Yes. Really. Yeah, you're, you're I'm attempting to deactivate this creature. We know that it? it's, it's, it's capable of murder. We know that right. one of its kind went insane and killed an entire colony. Yeah, and we were right, also told to maybe roll. just leave it alone, considering that we don't know how powerful it is. Make an attack roll. When have we ever left anything alone? Tuberville. <laughs> and look how... Hang on, I'm checking something. My... As far as anyone knows, that everything turned out fine there. Yep. Exactly. Ranged attack doesn't change because it's a long weapon, correct? That's correct. Uh, I believe yeah, oh. that's a plus nine. Oh, right. Hmm? Does this mean Squeebo's going to get an opportunity attack? <laughs> Also, if you're right next to the Squeebo, can you use a ranged weapon? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what Rob's saying. Oh, you okay. can use a ranged weapon, but presumably he might get an opportunity attack. But, you know, who knows if Squeebo counts as armed? Right. Who knows if Squeebo can count? 28. Yeah. This uh, is the so you blast Squeebo uh, with uh, your new plasma rifle, and mm-hmm. uh, Squeebo harmlessly absorbs it into his central mm-hmm. body. 
Um, a pseudopod snaps out, and for a moment, uh, you feel you've made a terrible mistake. Instead, it just grabs another uh, pouch of um, space suds from a nearby container and says, Squeebo clean. And basically <laughs> uh, stares you down and then runs away. Bob comes on the intercom. Uh, we've got a Did, report of weapons fire in the ship. Is everything yeah, Bang, okay? Bangy is running to wherever the uh, the weapons thing is. Everything is fine. What what happened? What 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 uh, what, what, what? Do you not know how to use that thing? Because if you don't know how to use that thing, I can train you. I say Amu is also running there. Because someone maybe everything hurt. is fine. Everything's uh, fine. Recommend... Just a small reactor leak. How are you? <laughs> My recommendation would be not to interact with the Squeebo unit at this time. What did you do? What did you do? Amu, we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. On occasion, our impulses are wrong. Again, avoid the Squeebo unit at this time. What did you do to the Squeebo? He is our friend. He is also immune to plasma fire. Well, that's good to know. Mm. Very useful. It does not seem to be possible to access any records that he may or may not have. He, it, they. Okay. Why would we need to access Squeebo's records? I was attempting to see if Squeebo might have had any record of who or what entered the ship during our absence. It was an unsuccessful attempt. We already told you this. Don't argue with me. Uh, it seems reasonably to argue with since you just threw fired a plasma rifle at our uh, cleaning system that is also extremely dangerous. But anyways, let's all chill out. We're all on the same team. I understand it's a little intense. Um, I don't know what you're talking no about. No shooting calm. at our pets for now. I'll, I'll call Vangie's communicator. Yep. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Quentin shot Squeebo. Squeebo's oh. immune to it, so I guess that's okay. But yeah, we're it's a little tense. Okay. Well, uh, do I do I need to come over there? We good here? We are angry. Yep. There's no reason for anger. Uh, it was a poor decision. We tried to we shoot know. our friend. All right, all right. I'll head over. Okay. Yep. I didn't try. I succeeded. And again, he is immune. <laughs> Hecubina will come in. You shot like, our friend. Sorry. Like again, half, he's got he's like um, uh, shaving cream on like half of his head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, man. And, and is wearing a towel. Hey, guys, what's See, going on? Experimentation. Quentin shot Squeebo. Experimentation sometimes requires. Additional information. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> usually okay, you, right, you, you right. want to you know experiment what? with your new plasma rifle at a firing range, not on the ship. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Quentin, walk me through it. What were you trying to do and what happened? I was attempting to access the Squeevo's base unit to see if there was any recording of who or what entered the ship. Okay, when attempting reasonable. to do so, Squeebo immediately responded with what seemed to be, uh, perhaps I believe the phrase would be murderous intent. I fired, oh. Squeebo absorbed the shot, and left. Okay. Um, and that's, that's all that happened? Nothing else happened? I believe that the Squeebo unit is more dangerous than we had known. Oh, sure. yeah, I mean, I could think it's extremely dangerous, but that's why yeah, I how, try not to piss it off. How... Yeah, how did it react? Does it seem angry? Very much so. Okay. You shot him! Yeah, uh, we, uh, we've we established that, Amu. It's okay. Uh, put it down in your logs. Squeebo feels anger. That's probably important. Also, that it can absorb plasma bolts, which is, I would say, the biggest thing we learned here. Yeah, that's um, terrifying. Other than important lessons about gun safety. So, I would say this, and like Hecubino will like take out his communicator and like set it on the table so that like 
is basically recording himself saying this. Um, I would say this. Let's establish a policy where uh, we do not fire on any other members of the crew. And for now, we will extend that to Hecubino, or to Hecubino, that's me, to uh, Herman and, uh, and Squeebo. And I suppose Grace's core. Um, this is a brand new established rule. Uh, so no, uh, no lizard brain demerits are handed out. Um, and we'll go on from here. Um, so is that, is that okay with everyone? Operating protocols updated. Okay. We can accept I'll, uh, this. I'll like just real quickly, like click, 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 like type out a little report and send it to Bob and Skritik. I'll, I'll actually just send it, send a copy to everybody. <laughs> let's not um, shoot each other. Yes, let's not shoot each other. And basically in like very clinical language, like this is what happened. And I, you know, trying to make it very neutral, like, um, you know, uh, Quentin tried to access Squeebo. Squeebo seemed angry. Quentin's call was to defend himself. Like, fortunately, nothing happened. And here's the new rules. All right. Good rule, boss, so, says Bob over the intercom. Yep. <laughs> uh, acknowledgement okay. of a delivery command from a nearby air duct or Jeffrey's tube, whatever <laughs> equivalent would be. <laughs> Somewhere yeah, in the bowels um, of the ship. Bloop, bloop. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with uh, Skritik leaving me on red. <laughs> um, um, yes? I apologize if my actions upset you. It was not my intention. I was simply attempting to access for security purposes and acted rashly. I'm hoping that you can forgive me for my actions. We can forgive you this time. Agreed. Thank you. And with Uh, that, Bob comes over the intercom and says, uh, Co-captains, we are now in orbit and I'm initiating artificial gravity. That is where we're going to wrap up this week with the uh, squeaky clean now safely in orbit. Say that in quotes, safely in orbit. Uh, And we will be back next week. I think Kevin may have something special planned on the next episode of Critical Hit, but you're going to have to wait and uh, tune in next week to find out. Unless, of course, you're a patron, in which case you get to hear the episode a week ahead of everyone else. So another reason to become a patron over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. More information over there. Thank you so much for your support. And for patrons and non-patrons alike, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.